All right. Welcome back to the weekly roundup with the PSN coaches. I'm Dylan. That's Jen. That's Mike. And that's Mel down there in the corner. Welcome back. And uh, this week, we're excited to talk to you about time blocking and the importance of proper paperwork. We've seen some stuff come across all of our emails while working on our own uh, listings and deals this week that really made us want to uh, share the importance of having the, the right paperwork filled out and how that can impact your ability to get sales pushed through to get them closed. Um, so before we jump on that, though, let's let's talk a little bit about time blocking, because even for ourselves as coaches trying to make sure we get the podcast in every week, you know, we have hiccups every now and then. Last week, it was Mike and I uh, moving around a, around a golf that got in the way that we thought we were going to be back in time for, but unfortunately, we're not. And um, I'm very thirsty, too, still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I believe the deal is that Mike and I owe drinks for the ladies, if I remember correctly, now that I'm being reminded. That is the deal. <laughs> yeah. That's the deal. Um, and I'm, I'm yeah. sure they've messed up their time blocking, too, but I can't remember it right now. So I think it's just me and Mike are the villains. Uh, <laughs> and with, with that in mind, Jen, I, I want to I want to throw it to you. You know, when when time blocking comes up, you know, what's what's the importance of that through the eyes of, of a realtor and, and how we kind of need to really rely on that to make sure we're getting everything done and all the different hats that we wear? Yeah, I mean, I think if it's a big topic, right? Like it's it, yeah. you could go really wide with it. And so to keep it as tight as possible, I would say that the main importance, I believe, is understanding what your action items need to be every week and then making sure you've got time for them in your schedule so your business stays consistent. So, you know, for example, we all know we've got to do showings. We all know we've got to go on appointments and all that sort of stuff. We also all know we need to lead generate. We know we need to follow up with our database. We know all of those things are, are our key components. So if I'm not blocking time into my schedule for them, and making sure that I'm prioritizing them in my my daily activities, I'm not going to do them as consistently. And in some cases, I'm not going to do them at all because it's not necessarily going to be my go-to to think, hey, I've got to go door knock or cold call or call my database or whatever I'm doing, right? So we have to kind of create that routine for ourselves and build that habit. And the only way to build the habit is by the consistency. And the only way to do it consistently is to have a, a schedule around it. So you know when you're going, just like the gym or anything else, right? So if we're not time blocking our key pieces of our business, our business is going to take a hit and we're going to lose money because of it, ultimately. Mm -hmm. And so Mel, with you in particular, right now, you've got so much going on. You're growing out the team. Like there's just, there's just a lot going on, a lot of moving parts. Talk to me a little bit about some of the growing pains that you personally have experienced with trying to time block and, and manage time and get everything done. Like what is, what does that look like? And what, what have you learned, I guess, even just in the last six months when it comes down to managing your time better? Well, I'm, I'm learning consistently. Yeah. I think we all are. If, if any of us say we're it's not, but I'll tell you some key things that I saw in my own journey and I see in agents that we coach now too, is, you know, they worry, we, I'll say we, not they, we worry about the strangest of things. Mm -hmm. You can have, I remember when Jen was coaching me, same thing. We'd have long conversations. We'd waste coaching calls. I would waste coaching call on trying to determine if I'm done some if I'm not done something and my time block changes, do I move into that? Now, in retrospect, mm -hmm. 
you know what? That is that is a mm. fantastic question mm-hmm. for the perfectionist who has now mastered everything about time blocking except this small thing. But I love the thing that perfectionism is another form of procrastination. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about because nine times out of 10, it's these types of questions that come up when people talk time blocking because they're like, oh my goodness, I got to do this perfect, which is hilarious because your, your best action forward is just to do anything in your life. When you do it or you don't, you do it, you're going to get some sort of, of outcome. Mm-hmm. So that would be my biggest thing is quit worrying about how perfect it is and listen to what Jen's saying. And like, Literally make sure you're going to have some categories to put in there. Like Jen was saying, lead gen, follow up. By the way, guys, those are not the same thing. Lead generation and follow up are not the same. I constantly see agents trying to put them together. There's a different purpose for both. Um, Mm -hmm. And then the other thing, I mean, I want to save some for Mike too, but I'll tell you the other thing that I was missing in my business and not because I haven't been told, but your, your brain only, you know, can hold so much. But it's one thing I think that most people don't take the time for, and that is to schedule, like literally schedule an hour, at minimum an hour a week, where you can think on your business, mm-hmm. where you're not trying to fulfill tasks. You need to look at it from a bird's eye view so you can say, okay, this is where nothing interrupts me. No phone calls from clients. Mm-hmm. It's on do not disturb, which I just learned how to use. Um, and you're just literally... <laughs> focusing on where is my business going based on what I've been doing and am I doing the right things? Mm -hmm. That's what I would say because quite often we're stuck in the treadmill, right? Like we're in the trenches and we don't do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think that's very important, you know, scheduling time at least once a week to have your thinking time, right? Whether it be specifically about the business or the trajectory that you're going on, all, all that stuff is really important. And it does need to be uninterrupted and it needs to be scheduled. I think we can all relate to having moments of like, okay, I've got a really good thought or this is a really good idea, but then not taking the time to schedule the follow-up thinking time to really flush it out and make sure that you're implementing. You know, I, I love that, Mel. That's that's an important thing to bring up. Now, Mike, I, I want yes. I want you I want to hear what you think after hearing both Jen and Mel talk. But when I think of the three of you, you all bring something different to the table right now when it comes to time blocking. And and Mike, for you in particular, you're you've got that C personality that goes along with that high D of yours, and it's just it's mm-hmm. always amazes me whenever I hear you. You sound so systematized. Everything's so regimented. Mm-hmm. You know, even when we go back to yeah. doing business planning with you, you know, your business plan is made and it's on the desk. It's always there. Like you follow systems mm-hmm. really well. So I'd love to hear how you approach time blocking in general. Like, what is that in in practice? What does it look like for you? Yeah, well, actually, you just nailed it. And it's exactly about the systematization of it and the fact that it's me being organized. That is what it really comes down to is being super, super organized in your business. So, for example, I use my calendar. Like, I am, like, horrible with it. I use it all the time to the point where it's actually a bad thing because I overuse it in the sense that if it's not on my calendar, it doesn't literally exist in my world. Mm -hmm. I forget about it because – I found that when I have so many tasks going on and, and you have certain times, so again, time blocking, you're setting time aside to do one particular thing, right? Or whatever it is you're working on. I found that when I didn't do that, it was all sitting in my head and I would get lost and, and I would get almost like 
scared to do anything because there was so much to do. I get overwhelmed with it all. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so for me, time blocking became more natural because it was just me organizing everything that I would do. And I used to do it before I even knew about time blocking. I would just write down on a list of paper what I needed to do that day. And I wouldn't set aside times. I would just know, okay, I got to do this and eventually I'll tick them all off, right? Yeah. But in a way, that's time blocking, right? And it's just I didn't have that set amount of time period set aside for them. So for me, time blocking is really, really important for your organization of your business. Um, you know, every morning I have my calendar. It's from nine till twelve. We're we're doing lead gen, right? Then you have a little bit of a break for lunch, and then you know we have that hour period that's set aside for you know follow ups, and then the afternoon time is open period. Whatever appointments I need to book in there goes in there. For example, um, you know I remember our last week's golf session. The tee off time in my mind, and again, this is like just the way that I work. I just operate this way. I knew that we were going to make it. I was like, we're good. We're, we have a tee time at three o'clock. We're set. That gives us half an hour to play nine holes and get back. Um, sorry, we had a tee time for one thirty or whatever mm-hmm. it was. I forget the time. doesn't matter. Yep. But we had enough time in my mind and on my calendar. We had enough time. But when I got to the golf course and I realized that, oh, our tee time wasn't one. It was actually one thirty which was half an hour, which is the time I had in my head associated with how much time we needed to get to the next task. I knew we were screwed. And that's why I think (laughs) on the first hole, I texted the group and just said, this ain't happening. (laughs) We're not going to make it because I'm so well organized with that. Like I know, for example, where I got to be, I know how far it is. And I know the amount of time it's going to take me to get there. Um, And so I plan my calendar around those set times. Like tonight we have right after this, I'm jumping, I got to go to Stouffville. And then I have an hour break and between that hour break is where I have time to eat dinner. And after that, I have to be at a showing at seven o'clock. So I have a very small time frame, but I know I can accomplish everything that I need to do in that time frame because I'm so used to doing it and I'm organized, right? And I find that, um, not to ramble on too much here, but I find that a lot of agents lack the organization in their business, right? Which is that C personality type. A lot of people don't have that, which is more numbers-based, more looking at the, the details. And it's very important to be detailed. And we're going to get into that a little bit later on with our next topic. But mm-hmm. it's super, super important that as a business owner, you set your calendar up for success by time blocking the tasks that you need to accomplish and getting it out of your brain. Because if it's in your brain, that's what you're thinking about. I need to think about other things. Like, and like I said, it's to the point, you know, my own poor girlfriend, she texted me one night. She's like, uh, where are you? Dinner's in 10 minutes. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, yeah, my family's over. You're coming for dinner. And I'm like, I got showings on my calendar. This is not, you're not in there. I'm so, and I, I felt so, so bad. I had to bring her flowers, all the good stuff because I didn't have that in my calendar, which sounds terrible. And it is terrible, but that's during the week. I rely on my calendar a lot to make sure that the tasks get done. Right. Well, that's I how think, I look at it. I think what's interesting there is it's unfortunate. I'm going to apply a team model to your relationship, but it sounds like not everybody knows how the system works. Like if, if right, she knew right. to send you a calendar invite for that, you would have been there. Yeah. Right. Or you would have you know known right wanted? before because you, you need that she calendar does. invite. And she did. She did. She told me, put it in your calendar. And I was like, I'm on it. And I put it in. And as I was putting it in, my phone rang and I took uh, a phone call. Yeah. And when I got off the phone call, I forgot about it. And I just, yeah. it was gone. It just didn't exist anymore. Again, I, also, it, I, was, I was about half an hour late, but it, I, I made it work. I was able to make it work. That's, yeah. all, that's all it takes, right? That phone call to come in <laughs> and just distract you in that moment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's coach. it. It's yeah. crazy. But how is that going to work going forward? 
There's a yeah. way you can make that go- work going forward that has nothing to do with you. And it has to do with your girlfriend. Yeah. If and she sent that? the calendar invite, you were golden. Yeah. Right? It was right. done. She yes. takes the yeah. onus of the yeah. task that's true. That's and true. then yeah, you've got to accept, point. right? It's there. It's in front of you. She's Learning done. Less I don't know that. I'm going to do. I'm going to step up for Mackenzie here a little bit though. Is it her responsibility <laughs> to make sure it's in Mike's calendar or is it Mike's responsibility? Cause that was my fault. Yeah. yeah, I love the yeah. two of you I looking agree. for leverage, but that's not how that works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the task for the dinner, I think that was my responsibility. I should have been on. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, listen, yeah. Mel and I were here to get the right outcome. That's all we were saying. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, I'm just trying to save your relationship. It's different, yeah, different yeah, goals. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I want uh, to say one quick quick thing that I had to add to my calendar, Dylan, you said, cause I got so much stuff. So the time blocking is great. Yeah. I'm like, Mike, everything goes in my calendar. If it's something, my calendar yeah. doesn't exist. Yeah. There was, I am embarrassed to say, I mean, I, I was under my bed, beat myself up for so long because I didn't miss dinner, but I did miss a call. And mm. uh, ever since then, and there's nothing worse than when you disappoint yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. When you yeah. disappoint yourself, yeah. there's nothing worse. And so I have set, and I just set them on every Monday because some things are repetitive. And I set an alarm on my phone so that now I know on those important things on those days and I don't have to reset it every day. It's like set. I then the alarm happens and it lets me know because that was mm-hmm. the most devastating feeling I've had all year. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to set up those triggers for yourself when it's not. And Mel, I get, we can speak about it a little more because I coached you when you first were getting started with building the team and you didn't time block when we first met. And I remember, you know, bringing you the 411 and having these conversations and it was just, it was a habit you didn't have, right? You just, you were just more reactive at that point. You, you can't function that way now. It's it's not, it's not possible for you to, you have so much going on. Why are we doing a carousel? I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> Is somebody drunk? <laughs> oh, oh, that's God. amazing. We have a live Talking viewer. Talking about time blocking and right time. I'm so glad that was live. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. Oh, God. Sorry, but what I was going to say, Mel, was you can't, your business wouldn't function if you hadn't developed that habit right along the way. You had to learn as you went and there was definitely some pain points, but you, now you're at the point where you can't function the other way um, because you have so many commitments. And what happens over time too, is you learn to, there's so much stuff that starts to happen that you're responsible for. You don't have a choice, but to prioritize and make sure you understand what those those big rocks are that have to be there every single week, right? And then you fit the other stuff in around it or you go, you know what? That's not on this week's list. It just, that doesn't make the cut, right? We used to do the one, two, threes, right? Number ones was mm-hmm. have to do's, number twos was should do's, and number three was might never get to it, right? Because we all have stuff we keep telling ourselves we have to do that we don't actually ever have to do. We just keep telling ourselves we have to because somewhere along the way, we've made that decision in our mind, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, whatever that task is, you've decided that that's who you want to be and you keep trying to fit it in. And in reality, you might not ever get to it. So it's understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> My uh, regular schedule to drop of Jen. <laughs> yeah, there we go. She's back. Um, if I sit down and look at my life, 
Um, if I sit down and look at my life, what are my big things that I have to do every week? And if you're struggling with what to put in your calendar, that's answer number one. And if you don't know what those are, talk to a coach, talk to a mentor, talk to somebody, they'll tell you. But number th- that needs to be what are the things that are going to make you money, move your business forward and take care of you and your family? One, two and three. Then you get the rest of it. What are my activities that I do on a weekly basis? Showings database management, right? Setting up a new system. Maybe it's hiring talent, whatever that looks like. That's your twos. You fit those in around everything else, right? So it's understanding the how of the process. Then you can start to learn it and then you can execute it at a level that, you know, Mike, Mike probably I would say is somebody that I think executes a calendar better than most other people I know, to be honest. You're very, very purposeful about it. Um, and it takes time to get there. So it's also just building the habit as Mel did, right? Sometimes by necessity and sometimes because you get taught a new approach or a new system and go, hey, yeah, that would help. That does give me more time. If I time block, I get time back, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'd love to know what, before we, move the on to the next, sure. before we move on to the next topic, what's one challenge that each of you guys are still working through to keep improving, getting better at your time blocking? What's what's one challenge that you still are trying to figure out? Uh, Jen, I'm, I'm going to go to you <laughs> first. <laughs> is, is there anything currently that you're working on to that you need to get over in terms of improving your time blocking? Oh yeah, there's there's a list of things. Time blocking isn't necessarily um, something I excel at, although I try to be good at it. Um, the biggest thing for me, I would say, is I still need to be better at holding boundaries. So I've gotten good at setting them in the sense that I'll put it in my schedule. I'll have it in my mind. I'll know what I'm doing. And then I'll sit down and my phone will ring or someone will walk into my office, which happens to me a million times a day. And my time blocking has gone out the window because now I'm I'm shifted to focusing on that instead of putting up a boundary and saying, mm-hmm. no, not right now, or I can't look at my phone right now, or I'm not available right now. I'm not good at that. I constantly go to, I want to help the person instead yeah. of protecting. Yeah. my time. So for me, that's, that's just, that's something I still, I struggle with that on a daily basis. Yeah. I'm the same way. That's the, the number one thing that hits me is, is the distraction. So I can be in the middle of my lead generation time and I can get a phone call and that phone call can disrupt me by, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Right. And that is, <laughs> you know, when you only have four hours a day that are set aside for that 20 minutes is a decent amount of time. Right. So it's it's really blocking out um, what else, you know what's trying to distract you and keeping them on the outside so so you can focus on your one thing. That's the same problem that I have too. Is is sometimes the distractions can be be hard to to block out, right? Which is the whole point. <laughs> you're trying to yeah. block out yeah. the outside world, right? And and Mel, especially what about you? When you're in the- oh, sorry. Go ahead, Jen. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, especially for all of us, like we're all in a leadership role, right? We're team leaders in our, in our teams. We're coaches. We're help other people come to us and rely on us for support. So that happens even more to us now than it probably ever did because of the roles we yeah. have taken on. So it, it does make it harder to to execute it. And yet we're supposed to be better at it. So it's kind of it's funny, yeah. right? You, you still have that battle because it's it's everybody's battle, I think. Yeah. 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 Me, for me, it's having the connection of the task to the outcome. Mm-hmm. 
If I, you know, I, I know it when I said it, like when I do my, my business plan and I do my one, three, five, and I do my four, one, one, I have, and I feel that connection, but that's why we're going to go to outcomes, Dylan. And, but that's why I really like that RPM method, which is rapid planning method, because it really focuses on the outcome, but not just the outcome. Why? What, what is it about that outcome that is so important to you or your family or whoever it is, but keeping that connection instead of it just being, man, that's just one morning of database calls, right? Like it's one morning of database calls, but is it, you know, what is it really? And having that connection, I love to tell people like you're never stationary. If you're either every, every single day, you're moving towards your goal or you're moving away with every single decision you make. Like, don't fool yourself. Like you're never saying, Oh, I'm going to take a break. No, you're not taking like, go ahead and take the break. Honestly, take it fulfillingly, but understand that this is a pause, right? So it therefore is (laughs) delaying your process. Yep. Yeah. Like understand that's my connection. That's my hardest one because everything imminent and, and, you know, we always talk about this too, right? What is most important is not always what's urgent. Yeah. And mm-hmm. keeping away from those urgent things is probably one of my biggest problems and focusing on what's most important, if I could say it in one yeah. sentence. Yeah. I love that. And I see a common mistake with realtors, especially the new guys, is that they set, okay, they have their lead gen time. It's set aside, right? Nine till 12, they're lead genning. They're doing their cold calls, whatever they're door knocking, whatever they're doing. And then all of a sudden they get an inquiry from someone. Hey, I need to book a showing. And then they're like, oh man, okay, no problem. And they all just like out the window. <laughs> researching the property. They start booking the showing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? And it's like, well, I, I got to get them booked in. I'm like, yeah, you can book them in tonight, seven o'clock. You have an open calendar. It's completely open at that time. Yeah. Period. But right now is your lead gen time. And you're now using yeah. that time to do something that you should be doing in the afternoon, right? Mm-hmm. Same with reviewing offers, right? Mm-hmm. If you have an irrevocable at 8 p.m., right? The offer doesn't have to be reviewed till 8 p.m. Why is it you're doing it at 9 a.m., right? Why can't you do it at 2 p.m. when you might have an open calendar? Because everyone's calendar should around 9 o'clock have that lead gen in their calendar or whatever it is. You should be doing something at that task, right? So you would set aside time in the afternoon to review that offer. And I I get it because it's exciting. You get an offer and you want to review it, but it's like that is when we have that that flow is that you're taking away from that time that you should be trying to generate more business, right? Um, and that's where it becomes super important, kind of what Mel was just saying with the, you know, sticking to it in that moment and knowing what you're doing in the moment, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that's the discipline piece, right? Absolutely. So I want to make sure that we get this next topic in because we're talking about paperwork and the details. And I think it's it's critical because we've all seen it, especially a lot of us are are high volume listing agents. And so we see what buyer agents are bringing to the table. And that can really, really impact their ability to be the one that we choose, especially in, you know, the last five years where it's been fairly competitive markets and prior to that as well. So I missed the end of our our coaches meeting last week, but this is where this topic came up. So, uh, Jen, tell me a little bit more about what brought this to the surface for you guys and and where do we want to go with it? (laughs) Oh, I got to stop throwing it to Boston. (laughs) (laughs) Jen's back. There we go. I was here the whole time. (laughs) Mel brought it to the surface. Beautiful. On our uh, on our on our coaches call, um, I don't remember fully how it came up. We were discussing something. Actually, and Mel, why don't why don't Mel? Why don't you tell us a little bit about how this came to the surface? 
Okay, it was it was about uh, what brought it up. I'll leave blame outside of this call. So <laughs> what was happening was there was a repetitive clause that I was seeing, which oh. was being applied whether the subject property was uh, well, actually, applicable to the clause or not, right? I think I'm going to jump right in. I know exactly what clause you're talking about. It's a standard clause. Sorry, <laughs> I'm going to keep us moving here. <laughs> it is a standard clause. <laughs> and it's the clause that references all mechanical on the property. And it includes boilers, sprinkler systems, on and on and on. And I, I think what you're leading to there is when people are using clauses that have nothing to do with that property, it, it doesn't look great. So what was your reaction when you keep seeing this clause come across your desk? Well, and, and, and I'll just tell you, it's more than that. As a listing agent, it, it affects. It affects your, the buyer's agent's uh, attention to detail. Do you know what you're even buying? It starts to have me, and if I start to doubt it, my client, my, my seller is relying on my intuition of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You're dealing with someone's very, sometimes their most expensive asset. You mm-hmm. have to be a professional. Know what mm-hmm. it is, and I'll tell you, it's it's not just clauses, it's spelling, it's spaces. It's I've, I've seen things that were copy and pasted like from initials. another offer and yeah, it's not even the forms, creations. my high my one then i'll stop talking and everybody else can talk because i just want to say like on our team nobody sends an offer unless there's two sets of eyes on it whether it's mm-hmm. mine or someone else's so if you can send it to a buddy send if you're not in coaching send it to a coach if you are two sets of eyes it, it doesn't matter how many years of experience it has nothing to do with that it has yeah. to do with you're distracted yeah. you're, you forget send it um, and get, kick the ego out and just want to do the best that you possibly can. Okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I agree. And I think it comes down to me again. Um, the important part about it is, you know, as a listing agent, when I see these mistakes, when I see a wrong signature or, or a spelling mistake or something like that, I, I doubt the ability of the buyer's agent. How well, how long have you been a realtor for? Why is it you're making these mistakes? Do you know what you're doing? Can I trust you to deliver, you know, the right client to the situation? The number one thing that I see a lot of agents do, and it just drives me crazy because it's like, it's so simple to fix it. But when you get to like a section called chattels included and they put in BIDW, which is built in dishwasher, the hell is BIDW? That means nothing, right? If you brought that in front of a judge, they would look at you and go, what is that? I don't know what the hell that is, right? It takes you 15 seconds. You can even have you know, speech to text, do it for you at this point. <laughs> it is so easy to just write it out, right? And just to get it so that you have 100%, you know what you're doing. Because the last thing I want to see is an error on your end, right? And I'm, I'm a big stickler for it. Like our team, um, we missed an initial last week and I, I it was the end of the world for me. Like I was so upset by it because it was like, no, it's, it's not even the fact that the initial was missed and we have to redo it. It's the fact that now this buyer's agent might doubt or question my ability as a listing agent. And that's the last thing I want is them to think that they have any sort of leverage over me, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's it's very important. And when I hear agents say, oh, it's okay, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll get it on the counter offer. We'll do it on the next. No, no, absolutely not. We're doing it right now. You're fixing it right now. And we're getting it done so that there's nothing on our end that was done wrong. Um, because that's the last thing that I want. And I take it like really, really seriously because it is. It's a binding agreement to selling, you know, somebody's biggest financial asset. Right. It's not like, uh, you know, a ride in the park. It's something that's a very, very serious document. Um, and if you think about lawyers and you watch all these law shows and think about what they do. Right. 
they take it very seriously and that's the way a realtor should take it too. And it's, it shows that you are competent and it shows that you know what you're doing. And it's very important that you have what Mel said, somebody else review an offer before you send it out. Because time and time again, we've seen massive mistakes that if it was sent out, mm-hmm. I know I, m- I remember one last year, the price of the property was 590 and the agent added an extra zero. So it's 5.9 million. That's a huge mistake, right? And if that was a firm get offer, much bigger than that. Holy, <laughs> holy crap, right? That's a big, big mistake, right? Like that is, yeah. that could be very costly. So you have to be very careful with what you're doing. And it's, uh, that's the part of the process that you cannot, unfortunately, um, skip out on or, or, or skip steps on, cut corners, I should say, sorry. <laughs> Jen, any final thoughts there on, on the importance of accurate paperwork? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm probably gonna be more blunt than the uh, than Mike and Mo. Where like I judge people on their paperwork full out. I do. I judge agents on it. I'm not nice about it because it's our job. And if you give me a clause or a contract that has mistakes in it or short forms in it or stuff's not like laid out clearly or the clauses are all my, I said the. Oh shoot! Times and the clauses are like. Am I frozen? They're all squished together and you can't read yeah. them or it's like yeah. size five font. I'm like, what, like, what does this say? How is everybody going to counter this, react to it, send it to the lawyers? You can't read it. Right. It just, it just frustrates me and like spacing and all that stuff. Make it look good. Make it look clean. Make it look like you care and know your clauses. If you're putting clauses in an offer that don't apply to the property, or you don't know what clauses are in your offer because you just used a template and assumed it was correct, you're just doing a bad job. And I'm going to hold that against you a little bit. I would. And if you're in a multiple offer situation, and we've all been in them, where you have one offer that's clean and well put together, and the agent knows what they're talking about, and they've done their due diligence, and you get one that is not clean and is messy and you've never spoken to the agent before, you know who's going to get that offer, even if there's a difference in money, because I, I need to know my deal is going to close. So yeah, it's, it's highly important. And I think it's something a lot of agents, they kind of treat as like secondary in our business. It's like, well, yeah, we'll figure mm-hmm. it out. We'll get it done. It's just the paperwork. It's not a big deal. And it is right. It, it, it's a huge contract and, I don't know. I just, I get all fired up. I'm with Mel on this. Like, I just don't like sloppy paperwork. Just- yeah. So yeah, all of you too. that are, are with PSN coaching, remember, send your paperwork to your coach before you send it off. We have teams here that we have team leads that are saying, I review my agent's paperwork to make sure that we're putting our best foot forward, making sure that our clients are being served at the highest level to help us get those deals done for them. Um, and yeah, that, that's it for this week. I want to thank you all so much for joining us for the weekly roundup. You can catch us on YouTube, on our Facebook, on Spotify, and everywhere else where you find uh, podcasts. So thank you so much, and we will see you again next Thursday. Bye for now. Oh,